Nice to see you. Thank you for having us. Ronnie, if I can start with you and you can give people a picture, because I think over the years we've painted such a vivid portrait of the hospital for sick kids as this state of the art facility that is doing miracle work. And yet we're in the position now of building a brand new hospital. So what's the vision for this new hospital? I think the vision for the new hospital is to continue and maybe even elevate our miracle work that we do with our patients in a first-class miracle-type facility that will allow us really to provide the kind of care that our patients deserve, not just through the people, but also through the environment of our facilities. And Ted, I appreciate that as head of the foundation. Ronnie, you might also mention that I think one of the great things about the new hospital is that it's also going to be designed with the latest of technology, because clearly technology is all pervasive now in treating children, but also with infection control in mind, particularly in providing single rooms to our neonatal patients, our ICU patients, bone marrow transplant patients, and Maybe you want to say a word about that. I think you just summarized it all, Ted. Yeah, well, but it's worth hitting on, Ronnie, because I know that we went on a tour and I used to always marvel at the NICU unit at the hospital for sick kids. And then we saw Mount Sinai where the families actually have privacy and there's a day bed for uh, family members who want to stay over. And it's just, it's a whole other picture of family health. Yeah, so I think it cannot be understated how important it is for parents, particularly when they have a critically ill child, to have their own room. And while infection control is obviously part of that equation, really what is critical is that you have the space as a parent with your child and that you have the space as a healthcare professional and can work with the child, with the family, in an environment that is quiet, that's private, and that sometimes allows you also to have difficult conversations without worrying or even sending out other families from a, from a crowded space that otherwise would kind of violate privacy. Ted, can you give us a bit of a picture, I guess, of where sick kids falls in in sort of the grand pantheon of kids hospitals in the world one of my favorite things about having moved to toronto from elsewhere is the quality of our health care and the fact that we have these leading hospitals yeah john um you may have known that last year uh, newsweek ranked us as the number one children's hospital in the world i think this year ronnie uh, number two children's hospital in the world uh certainly our research institute is recognized as amongst the most prolific research institutes, if not in Canada, certainly amongst children's institutions around the world. Uh, We train 80% of the pediatric specialists in Canada and so many more from different countries around the world. It's one of the, uh, I think, unsung truisms of sick kids that uh, we really are a global institution and You know, sometimes Canadians are very shy about thumping their chests about being internationally recognized. And SickKids is one of those places that truly is globally recognized for excellence. Ronnie, I think the word holistic is way overused, but over the years, I've met so many families who talk about the fact that it's not just about clinical medicine at the hospital for sick kids. It is about the families. So I think... 
it is fair to say that we were one of the first children's hospitals to truly implement what we call family-centered care, which means that it's not the physicians or the nurses or the healthcare professionals talking to the families, but talking with the families. And I actually think that is key to successful medicine. The parents and the families are usually the ones who know their child the best. If you take that then together and integrate it into your diagnosis or management pathways, that's where you really reveal excellence. Ted, I know that nobody involved in a huge fundraising operation ever wants to say that they're closing in on things. But I mean, are, are, how is this campaign going? It's been spectacularly successful so far, but we're not quite done yet. Another three plus months to go. It's been spectacular in many different respects. Number one, just the sheer amount of money that we've been able to raise from the community, which uh, I think shows alignment with the priorities that we've set, particularly around needing to build a new hospital. Uh, secondly, uh, the breadth of support. Uh, we've had about 1.3 million donors who have stepped up to say, I want to support sick kids, which is uh, truly uh, an extraordinary number. And I think the, the last point would be around the success in being able to help the hospital fund those things that government doesn't fund, for which philanthropy really serves as the catalyst or the the way of getting you know a piece of equipment that wouldn't otherwise come our way or being able to help recruit somebody who wouldn't be able to come to sick kids were it not for philanthropic support we talked earlier about the global side of sick kids and i truly believe that one of the reasons that we can attract such global leaders and have such a global reputation is the fact that we are the world's uh, sort of leading hospital when it comes time to support from the community. So it's been exciting, but we're not done yet. And uh, we hope that this year's News Talk 1010 Radiothon will continue to fuel the campaign results. Thank you both so much.